Welcome to Broadway Radio's review recap episode for the long gestating Broadway premiere of Martin McDonough's Hangman. My name is Matt Tamanini. Okay, for the last time this week at least, if you are listening to this on Patreon, you know it is a standalone episode. And if you are hearing it in the regular feed, welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, April 22nd, 2022. Last night at the John Golden Theater, Hangman officially opened on Broadway after beginning performances originally on February 28th of 2020. For the most part, the cast is the same as it was during its pandemic-shortened run more than two years ago, but the biggest change in the company was that TV and film star Dan Stevens, who had played Mooney in the first run, was replaced by Alfie Allen. Also in the show are John Horton and Tony nominees Tracy Bennett and David Threlfall. As I mentioned, the show is by four-time Tony-nominated playwright and Academy Award winner Martin McDonough and is directed by Matthew Dunster. After playing multiple runs in London starting in 2015, the show made its U.S. premiere off-Broadway at the Atlantic Theatre Company in 2018. Now finally on Broadway, the show is currently scheduled to run through June 18th. The play asks, what's Britain's second most famous executioner to do now that hanging has been abolished? Drink, of course, but when a cub reporter and a mysterious stranger turn up at his pub, everything hangs in the balance. Review aggregator site Did They Like It has collected 13 reviews as of recording time, with 6 being positive, 5 being mixed, and 2 being negative. Let's start with Jesse Green, who made the show a New York Times critic's pick, writing, quote, Welcome to Broadway's Fleur de Mal moment, a rare blossoming of funny plays on deeply unfunny subjects. But no floor is as mall right now as the one that opened on Thursday at the Golden Theater. Hangman, Martin McDonough's rip-roaringly hilarious yet profoundly horrific play about the abolition of capital punishment. Or, rather, its endurance. For in this deeply cynical tale set in the final days of the death penalty in England, we see how justified murder, no longer state-sanctioned, survives by other means. Green ends his review writing, quote, Four years later, from that Atlantic run I mentioned, the world feels coarser, perhaps it always does, and not just because death has become much more visible in streets and wards and wars. So has people's indifference to it, and to all kinds of suffering and unfairness. McDonough's cynicism feels closer to our own, or rather we to it. Hangman now plays less like a clever exercise and more like news, with an unnerving headline. Garden Variety Amorality is not a far throw from violent psychopathology, it reports, or for that matter, from what we call justice. But Autry D. Chaudhry writing for Did They Like It was a thumbs down, writing, quote, There is an inherent cruelty in most of McDonough's work, but she asthesized with women always at the receiving end. It's women who live through immediate physical danger and the ones whose lives stand affected by a passive living out of the violence exercised by men. She ends her review writing, with its tired jokes and dated humor, Hangman provides an easy laugh, but it's a difficult watch for those of us trying to be better audiences, questioning and interrogating works of culture that don't quite sit right with our conversations around contemporary politics. Vulture's Helen Shaw was mixed, writing, quote, Martin McDonough's Hangman seems like a revival. It's not. Its first run was in 2015. But there's something deep in its pipes that feels old, old, old. Some of that is due to the period. McDonough's touch for 1960s detail and ear for England's northern dialect creates that world gone by, as does his paranoid Pentermonke atmosphere. But there are also creaks and groans down to the thriller structure itself. 
most of the play takes place in a paneled Old Ham pub, done in shades of Mancunian brown. When a silver fog drifts through the door, it turns dark. You know this place. The whole thing reeks of stale beer. Adam Feldman gave the show three out of five stars in Time Out New York, writing, quote, Hangman has plenty of twists, but the twists wind up forming a sloppy noose that is strong enough only to leave the play dangling without a lethal snap when the bottom falls out in the end. Deep Tran was also mixed, writing for Broadway News. She said, quote, There's also some casual misogyny, such as the dismissive insults Harry hurls at his wife and daughter, and casual racism, such as when one of the bar patrons remarks that he doesn't talk to black people. Hangman doesn't try to make you sympathize with the men making those offensive comments. They just speak, and those words are left, well, hanging like dead weight. You can call it realism in its depiction of small-town mentality, but it plays more like McDonough wanting to have his offensive cake and eat it too. Well, to be honest, those are far more mixed than I had anticipated. The word of mouth coming out of the 2018 off-Broadway run, at least to my memory, was pretty universally positive. So whether that was because of my faulty ability to remember these things or different critics having their say this time around, or perhaps the show feeling different with the past four years of history that we've all lived through now gone by. But clearly it was not as universally loved as I had imagined it would be. But if you would like to read more of these or other reviews, we will have links to both the Did They Like It and Broadway World Review Roundups in the show notes. So that's all we have for you today. If you're listening to this on Patreon, have a wonderful Friday and the rest of your weekend. If you're listening to this in the regular feed, I will send you to the rest of Today on Broadway. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, April 22nd, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we haven't really Matt. done a show together since Monday. It's We haven't talked much. It's been yeah. a long, busy week for both of us. But the reason you weren't on yesterday's show is that you were at a, uh, a not a musical, not, not a, a play, musical. but a, not a, play. a music-themed theatrical experience. There we go. That'll do. Uh, which you're going to talk about a little bit later in the show, and that is Oratorio for Living Things. Yes. Yes, 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 so yes, yes. I'm not anticipating super intelligent thoughts because I know your mind is still completely I'm blown so from having seen it. working on it. Yeah, it's been less than 24 hours, so that is more than anyone could ask me, especially springing <laughs> on me at the last minute. Yeah, sorry about that. We're yeah. a little thin on news today. But, uh, uh, so, yeah, but we will uh, have that a little later in the show. Um, and I'm going to be seeing it when I'm in town. So maybe I'll yeah. have some sort of special episode. Much to, to your talk surprise. About it. Let's, I know I can remember. I knew I bought <laughs> tickets, but I couldn't remember if it was something that I missed in my last. It doesn't matter. <sighs> anyway, don't forget, you can get all of our episodes in Patreon at patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. There will be a new review recap episode coming up on Thursday night, depending on when you're hearing this, because the uh, hangman, not the hangman, just hangman. Yeah is opening on Broadway on Thursday. Um, and that'll be the last one for this week. Then there will be one every single flipping day next week. Mm -hmm. So come on, kids. We've got uh, we've got some, some work to do. Unfortunately, <laughs> though, Ashley, we have to start today's episode with some sad news. And that is because the iconic star of stage and screen, Robert Morse, passed away on Wednesday at the age of 90. Of course, to theater fans, he will always be J. Pierpont Finch, the role that catapulted him to stardom from how to succeed in business without really trying the first of his two Tony Awards, but not 
his first Tony nomination. He had his first Tony nomination for 1959's Say Darling. He had another one in 1960 for Take Me Along, then one in 62, was nominated again for Sugar in 1973, the original musical adaptation of... Uh, Some Like It Hot, which we talked about on yesterday's show, the new one coming to Broadway. And then he won again in 1990 for his one-man show, True, in which he played Truman Capote. Of course, he also went on to recreate the role of J. Pierpont Finch in the musical uh, movie version of How to See Invisible Without Really Trying. He also went on to recreate uh, True in a PBS special, um, and that for which he also won an Emmy Award. That I haven't seen. Neither have I, but he did go on to receive five more Emmy nominations, include, including another one that was um, from late 1969. But he had five Emmy nominations for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series for his role as Bertram Cooper, one of the founders of the Sterling Cooper Advertising Agency on Mad Men. Mm-hmm. And of course, he had one of the iconic uh, scenes in that show's uh, acclaimed history when... Just after his character passed away, he came back to Jonathan Ham's character and uh, did Jonathan a little soft. Jonathan very John formal. Hamm. Yeah. Well, we, you know, got to got to respect yes, the player. Don name, Draper, yeah. Don yeah. Draper, um, ha- and he did a little soft shoe routine, dusting off his uh, singing, yeah. dancing skills. So, just what a fun, interesting guy. He he did a ton of so. like voice acting stuff later in his career. He was yep. also, he played um, uh, Dominic Dunn in The People vs. O.J. Simpson, which mm-hmm. was a lot of uh, a lot of fun as well. Just uh, such a cool, interesting character actor and somebody who yeah. will always be a part of my memory of musical theater and movie musicals. Totally. The J. Pierpont Finch. And just so grateful to have his performance immortalized on film. He's a wonderful actor, a kind human. I was happy to get to see him a few years ago when he was in the front page, which was his return mm-hmm. to Broadway after too many years since yeah. playing Capote, as you mentioned, in the late 80s and early 90s. But yeah, what a fantastic talent. And of course, uh, thoughts and love out to the family and will be greatly missed in all aspects of the arts. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually kind of wonder if we will see something from the stage of Plaza Suite tonight. Yeah, um, I know that Matthew possible. Broderick um, held him in a very high regard, having mm-hmm. done the revival of, of How to Succeed. So we will see about that. But again, our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody who loved him, both personally and professionally. All right, moving on to some show and casting news. It was announced yesterday some additional casting for the upcoming world premiere pre-Broadway engagement of... A Beautiful Noise, comma, the Neil Diamond musical. We're throwing a comma in there. Yeah. Joining the previously announced Will Swenson will be Tony nominees. uh, Well, Tony nominee Mark Jacoby and Tony Winner, I believe, right? Does Robin Herter win a Tony or was she just a nominee? I don't remember. I'm going to double check, but yeah. Yeah, Tony nominee, at least, Robin Herter, as well as Linda Powell. They will be joining Will for the six-week engagement beginning at Boston's Emerson Colonial Theater on June 21st and playing through July 31st. Nice. Uh, Robin Herter was nominated for okay. Best Performance for a Featured act- Actress in the Musical for Moulin Rouge, but that's it. Yeah, I, I knew she was nominated, but that... Tony Awards was so weird. Nothing sticks for me. It's true. true. (laughs) Literally nothing sticks. Um, (laughs) So yesterday, the Roundabout Theater Company announced some additional shows for the upcoming 2022-2023 season. We already knew that the um, all 
woman or woman identifying or non-binary production of 1776 would be coming to Broadway at the American Airlines Theater this mm. fall. In addition, they have announced a handful of other shows. Uh, these are, the rest of these are all off-Broadway in their various off-Broadway spaces. Um, you Will Get Sick by Noah Diaz, The Wanderers by Anna Ziegler, um, which I think was actually supposed to be another season and had to get moved. I think you're right. Cause I rem I, when I was reading this release, not that long ago from when we were recording, uh, I recognized the name in a right. very, this should have happened recently way. Well, and it's different than the wanderer, which is sure, currently a yeah, paper mill yeah. playhouse. And which is why I remembered it. Cause I was like, Oh wait, there's yeah. two of these shows with a really similar <laughs> name. Anyway, we also have primary trust from Ebony Booth coming as well. The bandaged place from Harrison David Rivers and the roundabout underground series will include York Walker's covenant. Um, there will be additional Broadway productions announced at a later date. Sticking off-Broadway yesterday, Playwrights Horizons announced that they would be extending Sanaa's Tusi's play, Wish You Were Here. The show will now be running through May 29th. Heard really, really good things about that one. Yeah. So if you uh, uh, have a chance to see that, folks, definitely recommend it. And speaking of The Wanderer off or, uh, out at uh, Paper Mill Playhouse, one of its stars, Christy Altamar, has her next gig lined up, and it is again out of town in a world premiere musical. She will be joining Adam Cantor and Morgan Marcel, as well as others, in the world premiere production whew, of Noir. I... Eat, I'm eating this up. It is a score by Duncan Sheik, which is something that I generally don't eat up. But he is writing this show with Kyle Jarrow, who I think is brilliant. Um, and it's being directed by the man with uh, one of the best names in all of theater, Darko Treznik. Um I love that. And that'll be happening at the uh, Tony-winning Alley Theater in Houston. That'll be running from June 2nd through July 3rd. Um, and it's basically this very noiry show with love, lies, deceit, danger. Ooh, um, yes. I'm here for all very of that. Sexy. Like that's very yeah. David Guzman is also in it as well as Clifton oh, nice. uh, Samuels, Sinclair Daniel, Voltaire Wade Green, and more. So um, again, I'm usually fairly mixed on Duncan Sheik stuff. Although I did yeah, see so. um, what was the the ghost show uh, that just happened? Express. With, yeah, Whisper House at 59th, and I think he wrote that with Kyle Jarrow as well, and I really yeah. liked that. Um, it wasn't necessarily a musical that I'm going to be tapping my foot to, but I uh, but I enjoyed that a lot more than I anticipated. So, That's interested weird. in this You're one. You're one of the few, I guess. I know, but Oliver, I guess I got to go to Houston, I gotta go to Houston now. Well, I'm not going to do that. But um, Oliver Roth and I went and saw uh, Whisper House together, and we both were kind of pleasantly surprised by how much we enjoyed it, maybe because our expectations were really low based we're, off of word I of was mouth. just about to say, yeah. couldn't couldn't go much lower than what you were anticipating. Yeah, so. but I enjoyed it. Good. Performances Good. were Very great nice. too. All right, let's take a minute real quick to talk about our sponsor for this week, Today Ticks. Oh, actually, it, oh. you kind of mentioned it uh, yeah. at the top of the show. I, I'm coming to New York in a little over a week, and I'm still not exactly sure. sure what I have. You were talking about the fact that I didn't remember if I had a ticket for Oratorio for a Living Things or not. <laughs> yeah. My trip and my schedule is a mess, but fortunately, I have our good friends over at Today Ticks to help me get it all figured out and organized. I've seen so much great theater because of Today Ticks because they've got amazing selection, great offers, and fantastic prices. 
Today Takes is your one-stop shop for theater tickets. You can see the best from Broadway and New York and around the country. All you have to do is download the app or visit todaytix.com or visit todaytix.com and you can check out in 30 seconds or less. Even if you're not one of the people who books so many shows that they can't remember what they've even booked, TodayTix allows, yeah, exactly. TodayTix allows you that kind of flexibility. You can book tickets month, months in advance or even day of if you're feeling spontaneous. And that includes things like exclusive offers such as pre-sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs to sold out shows and day of discounted tickets. No matter where you live though, TodayTix isn't just for Broadway or for the West End. You can also find tickets in cities across the countries and around the world, including Chicago, LA, DC, San Francisco, Sydney, and more. See that show you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytix.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at todaytix.com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. One more time, todaytix.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, I promised that at the top of the show, you saw Oratorio for Living Things, yeah. <laughs> Heather Christian's new symphonic masterpiece presented by Ars Nova at Greenwich House down on Barrow Street downtown. A favorite theater. Yeah, it used to be the Barrow Street Theater is now Greenwich yeah. House. Um, and you saw it, you texted me. I can't repeat the conversation that we had. I mean, you could. It would just be a very long bleep. Yes, it would be a very long bleep based off the conversation (laughs) that we had after you saw it. Um, But you clearly loved it. It is running um, downtown through May 15th. And we read through the reviews when it came out and people had a hard time describing it, which it sounds like you will as well. But it's just this kind of strange, esoteric, ethereal, musical cacophony. Well, great. That's that's the perfect way to describe it. It's not quite a musical. It's not quite as well. It's certainly not a play. It's not a play with music. It's not really a concert. It's it's an event. It's definitely this ethereal thing that you're part of. Um, I, I know you talked about it a bit in the reviews, but uh, the show is really kind of dissecting the idea of time and also you know, unfolding, as they mentioned, unfolding the complex layers of what it means to be alive in our relationship to time, which is the quote from the actual program. Um, (laughs) It is, honestly, it's really something special. The word of mouth for it has been Mm -hmm. so incredible, and I keep ending up with people posting uh, their programs, which are uh, you know, the entire in, book, the, the, the entire, libretto. the entire, yeah, the entire libretto in English or Latin, depending on what they're singing. Oh um, God. and it is, it's an amphitheater, amphitheater set up so much so to the extent that I even actually had dreams slash PTS nightmares about <laughs> being back in music study. But I mean, it, there are 18 singers in the piece, some of which are, you know, all of which, but some of the absolutely most melodic voices I've ever heard. And I mean, that's Sean Donovan, Carla Duran, and Jane Cardona. Uh, they are surrounding you. They are in the aisles. They are, you are making eye contact with them. They are singing to you. <laughs> I know. I, I know. You are absolutely going to love it. Yeah. Um, but they are singing to you and to themselves and to each other. And it is just really something special the way that this is directed uh, by Lee Sunday Evans, the way it's framed. And I mean, 
just the way <laughs> that the acoustics are in this theater, you are the music is reverberating off you as much as you were kind of reverberating off the music. I, I went into this not overly fam- familiar with uh, Heather Christian's work. Mm-hmm. I actually, <laughs> and you will appreciate this, reminded me very, very much of Fetch the Bolt Cutters in the oh. Fiona Apple type way. Yeah. I just, I had such a visceral reaction to it right from the start of where it felt like the music was under my skin for maybe about the first five or ten minutes of it it is absolutely beautiful i cried multiple times i wish i could see it again and i'm so so grateful i got to see it because it is for very good reason one of the most difficult tickets to get right now in new york but if you can do absolutely and go in with an incredibly open mind not expecting you know a musical or a theatrical experience yeah. And I talked about this when we did the reviews. Like, I am always up for anything Ars Nova does. Yeah, and, they're like, remarkable. I, they're great. But then when I read the description of this, I was like, before it started performances, I was like, eh, do I want to put this on my schedule? Because it sounds weird. Like, I'm not it's like very, a music person. Yeah. It's so difficult to describe. But I don't think any of, honestly, I don't think any of like the press material, press releases that they've, you know, sent out have done it really any justice it sounds like you might not be able to without doing a full like review article about it and i don't honestly know you could do a full review on it i think it is something that is it's a very tangible piece uh it is a very visceral piece and it is hard like you can't even it's hard to even look through the program and see the lyrics uh and the libretto and everything and i mean some of it obviously you can't even stand understand um and in the program notes even mentions like you don't have to have a degree in latin to understand i did, I did take i did take two years of latin in high school oh well of course you did i remember i, I, I remember not. nothing i remember yacta well. alia est What's that mean? I don't remember. The die is okay, cast. Great. I think. I think is that the die is cast. Sure, it is now. I took French, so I'm even more useless in all regards. But uh, you know, it's essentially the program now, and I don't have the program in front of me. Said something along the lines of, "You don't have to have a degree in Latin because it's very much like a Rorschach test. It's 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 whatever you make of it, and once you kind of realize that." You're golden with this piece. Yeah. Uh, Yakta Alia Est or Alia Acta Est is uh, the dais cast. That is what Julius Caesar apparently said when he crossed the Rubicon and invaded uh, Rome in very Northern nice. Italy. So. Very nice. Very nice. Anyway. All right. So um, <laughs> I, I could I have so many more questions that I want to ask you about, but I won't do it here. I'll save those for later. I was going to say, um, save them for when you see them and we can, well, we can dive in further. Well, I'm going to ask you this question. And you don't have to answer now. Okay. But like, I am not the deepest person like i am just mm. like i'm not smart enough to be like super deep with stuff like i'm i'm not that i i'm surface level and i just want to be like ah oh, funny entertained but like sure. it's hard for me to like emotionally internalize i just don't internalize okay. things that i see like that am i gonna appreciate this still you think absolutely i think again okay. i think it's a very visceral piece i think it is 
not necessarily similar, but also, you, you know, it's on the same line of things that you've enjoyed before. Like I mentioned Fiona Apple. Um, and yeah. just that kind of level of musicality that just really gets under your skin. I think uh, there are parts of it where it is very much like, Oh yeah, we're dealing with theater people here. But I think the vast majority of it, uh, I, it is unexpectedly funny in places. It is very moving in places. Uh, but overall, it is just something that works its way under your skin. And you're kind of, there were many, many times, I mean, like I said, you have the program that is the complete libretto, you can choose to follow along if you want, or just watch what is happening, which isn't too much. Uh, but there is there is still a good amount happening. There's a lot of uh, rhythm that goes on. There's a lot of movement that goes on, of course. Um, but you can either choose to follow along or you can just sit there and kind of let it wash over you. And I did that. I went back and forth multiple times and just kind of closed my eyes. And it is absolutely one of those pieces that washes over you. I love it. I can't wait. Uh, May 1st. I'm seeing the matinee on May 1st. Yay, then good. I'm staying staying downtown to see Suffs at night. So, uh, Ooh, it's a perfect day. It is. Um, all right, let's wrap up the show with a feel-good recommendation. And just after I said, like, oh, I don't let things... Uh, things don't usually <laughs> impact me sure. emotionally. Um, I'm very Which not is deep. bullshit. Well, I just mean, like, I'm not somebody who, like... I don't internalize, like when I see something, like it'll impact me, but it's not like, I'm like, oh, oh I yeah, understand no, the depth. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, no, it's, this, a, it's a weird thing. <laughs> there's a line of like, you know, how deep you're willing to dig into something, but you are absolutely someone impacted by stuff emotionally as someone who yeah. cries at most things. Yeah, yeah. Including, including this video. That's a feel good recommendation. Okay. <laughs> it comes from uh, ABC's Good Morning America and it follows 17 year old theater fan Jillian Summers, who was born with a congenital heart disease and mm. thanks to Make a Wish Foundation, got a trip to see Six the Musical on Broadway. Uh, yes. They, uh, uh, Good Morning America had a camera crew with them and they did the whole behind the scenes on stage meet and greet with the cast and the band. A little concerned that nobody's wearing a mask. That's another story. <sighs> um, hopefully Equity doesn't see this video. But other than that, just... Yeah, I mean, I'm getting chills just talking about like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's a really lovely thing. And it's, it's stuff like that. When I spend my day job uh, writing about and thinking about, um, Netflix losing 200,000 subscribers and CNN plus being, uh, yeah. shut down Mixed immediately. Yeah. Like to, to, to come over and watch a video like this and be like, Oh, human beings. I love that. Much better. Much better. Yeah. Yeah. Although there are 600 people working on shows for CNN Plus that I guess are now out of a job. So those are the people that I'm worried about. But That's deeply disgusting. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, although CNN Plus was a mess to begin with. But that's a, that's, uh, a, yep. that's a story for my day job. But anyway. NFTs from yesterday and now that they're closed forever, I guess. Yeah, they've got uh, nine days. April 30th, they shut down. So uh -oh. anyway. All right, everybody. That's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. Don't forget, if you're listening to this in Patreon, I will have a review recap episode for Hangman coming up later tonight. If you're listening to this in the regular feed, you've already heard those reviews. So congratulations. All right. Have a wonderful <laughs> weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday. 